I'm Sylvia Burgos Tofnes, and this is Deep Roots Radio. Every week, my guests help us connect the dots between what we eat and how it's grown because every single food dollar we spend either protects or degrades the environment, produces foods with high nutrition or empty calories, and either helps pay a fair wage or keeps farm workers among the working poor. We get to make that choice every time we push a cart through the grocery store, visit the farmer's market, and eat at a restaurant. I hope you enjoy this interview. One of the things I love to do during the growing season is gather up my vegetables, gather up fruit, take a look at the various produce that's at the farmer's market, and think about ways of saving it for the winter months. How do I capture that glorious tomato smell and warmth and make it available to family and friends? Um, the other thing is, uh, as a farmer, as a grass-fed beef farmer, I also walk my fields several times a day. I have the, the wonderful opportunity and blessing to take a look out over the pastures and, and just drink in the beautiful sights and smells of, of living in farm country, something that as a kid growing up in the Bronx, I had actually longed to do, but uh, as an adult, now I, I get to do and share with my customers and friends. Well, that notion of bringing food together with a sense of place and beauty is really, I think, a major focus of a wonderful nonprofit organization in Reedsburg, Wisconsin, called the Worm Farm Institute. And it really comes into focus in one of their major events of the year called the Fermentation Fest. And we have with us this morning a, a, a wonderful opportunity to talk to one of the co-founders of that Worm Farm Institute and the major organizer of the annual Fermentation Fest, Jay Salina. Thank you so much, Jay, for joining us today. Oh, Sylvia, great to be here, and thanks for that fabulous introduction. I, I've got goosebumps. <laughs> well, you know, it's it's a, a marvelous thing to be able to live in the rural uh, area of of Wisconsin, and and for us here, my husband and me on our farm, which is not only a, a place to grow 100% grass-fed beef, but it's a place to have people touch the soil and kind of yeah. reconnect. Yep. To me. Uh, fermentation Fest is all about that. Can you describe for us kind of the, the major purposes and, and what Fermentation Fest is really about? Well, we describe Fermentation Fest as a live culture convergence and culture in all its forms, from yogurt to poetry and from sauerkraut to dance, uh, a celebration of food and farming with an emphasis on fermentation in all its forms. All right, so when you say fermentation, I would bet people don't have a full idea of all the kinds of products that fermentation plays a huge role in. Can you kind of go through some of that? Well, I mean, we, we, when we started, when we first conceived of, of this event, we, of course, thought of beer and cheese, those things for which Wisconsin is already well known. But the more we got into it, we found that there were um, just an enormous number of products and, and great tasting things that, that are fermented. Uh, I mean, two we always like to point to that people are, are surprised to learn about are chocolate and coffee. Both have uh, fermentation as a key process in their production. 
Um, and everything from, you know, uh, there's sausages that are fermented. Uh, silage for cows is fermented. Mm-hmm. So it's, uh, we had a, a couple years ago, we had Sander Katz, who's sort of the guru now of fermentation, modern fermentation. And he, there's a quote by him that we love to share, and it's that fermentation is that wonderful place between fresh and rotten where the world's <laughs> most prized delicacies exist. Now, isn't that the truth? Because one of the things that I love to make is sourdough bread. And mm-hmm. I tend to use a, a very slow uh, process, kind of the French uh, light sourdough, which takes a couple to three days to get done. And I know that um, people sometimes don't recognize that so many of our foods and the things that we drink are fermented. For example, there's kombucha now, which is taking over Mm -hmm. the world, it seems. And that's also a fermentation that is quick to do at home. And one of the things that strikes me about Fermentation Fest, um, and this year, what are the dates again? Uh, October 2nd to 11th. All right. So what happens during the course of, of those many days? Well, the, the fest itself is uh, classes, workshops, dinners, tasting, <clears throat> speakers, and special events, uh, usually centered around fermentation, but not necessarily. I mean, there's classes on backyard chickens and bees and things like that. Uh, and then and, and those are on the weekends in and around downtown Reedsburg, taught by uh people with uh, that this fabulous knowledge that are either from the area or we bring in folks uh, if they have special knowledge from anywhere across the country. Uh, and then the centerpiece of Fermentation Fest is the Farm Art Detour, mm. which is a 50-mile self-guided tour through the beautiful working lands of central Sauk County, uh, punctuated with site-specific sculpture, uh, poetry, performances, local foods, and then the, the, the land itself, which is really the star. You know, I've seen some of the pictures of the various um, kinds of arts installations that will be found on those farms. They are just amazing. And I I think that the thing that um, really struck me this time as I looked at your website and and I read and thought about your farm fest was that this is really about the people who live there expressing their connection to the land. Thank you. Yes, that that is so important, and that's something that we were sort of surprised to learn. I mean, we we went through a lot of work to you know to find the best artists and and the really uh, contextual works of art, but what we find is that um, the art is sort of the excuse to get out here, and the really the the land is a star, and the the really important part is the interactions between the people as they come out to to see what's happening. And that begins with uh, the, the landowners and the artists as we, as we negotiate uh, with the landowners and the farmers to, for the non-traditional use of their fields for 10 days in early October. And, uh, and then continues when uh, the visitors come, we call them detourists, mm-hmm. come and witness the, the results of all this activity. And then the, the, the interaction between the landowners and the, and the visitors and the, uh, the visitors with one another it really is a just a uh, succeeds on a social level in ways that we could scarcely have imagined. Now, Reedsburg, Wisconsin, is about uh, oh, it's about three and a half hours south of uh, Amory, Wisconsin, where our show originates from. 
So it's really not a really tough drive from Madison or Baraboo, from Amory, or even from the Twin Cities. No, we, we're at Reedsburg. It's halfway between uh, Chicago and the Twin Cities. And, uh, you know, we do a lot of uh, surveys and evaluations, and we find that over half the people uh, who come to this event are coming from 60 miles away or more. So that's Madison, Milwaukee, Twin Cities, Chicago, and, and even beyond. We've, uh, people have come from uh, Wyoming to Massachusetts. Uh, they tell us specifically to, to see this event. Well, I'll tell you, the, the, the pictures of the art installation on your, on your website are something to, for people to see. And if, in fact, you're tuning into Deep Roots Radio just now, we are talking about Fermentation Fest with the Worm Farm Institute Director of Special <clears throat> Events, Jay Salinas. So, Jay, where can people go in order to find out more about the Fermentation Fest? Well, there is a website, uh, fermentationfest.com, that has all the information on it. Uh, we're getting pretty active with uh, social media, so Facebook, uh, <laughs> there's been regular posts at Fermentation Fest, Farm RD Tour, Worm Farm Institute, all of those folks. And then the individual artists uh, and different organizations involved are, are uh, linking to our, uh, our event, so there's, there's plenty of places to find out about it. You know, one of the things that I discovered on your website uh, just a few days ago was the fact that you've actually pulled together a um, music mix that people yeah. can can play in their cars as or on with their bikes as they do the art detour. And so um, we uh, have a, a young young man on our staff this year who's with a, a band called Holy Sheboygan very well connected throughout the upper Midwest. We put out mm. a call. We decided that we wanted to, yeah, to have this uh, 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 soundtrack for road music to experience the tour by. So we, we accepted uh, proposals from all over the upper Midwest, uh, selected I think it was about 12 songs uh, that were, were are selected specifically to accompany your experience driving through the countryside. Right. So the, the self-directed... Uh, uh, detour, the, the self-directed car tour or bike tour, that can be done yeah, during yeah. any day of the week. But you've got your classes, um, your hands-on classes and demos, and your music is really kind of focused around the weekends. I was wondering right. if you might be able to give us, uh, describe a sampling of the kinds of classes that are going to be offered. Uh, today, October 3rd, um, there's a slow-rise week sourdough bread class, uh, fermenting your own hot sauces, a Wisconsin terroir tasting, which is beer, chocolate, and cheese, uh, basic lacto-fermentation, uh, I'm sorry, vegetable lacto-fermentation basics, uh, secret life of chocolates, charcuterie pairing, uh, what else is happening wow. this weekend? Um, oh, there's a great special speaker, uh, special feature speaker, Dan Bussey who is now associated with the uh, Seed Savers Exchange in Decorah, Iowa, yes. and who is cataloging and compiling uh, the, the Encyclopedia of North American Apples. And I think the book is up around 4,000 pages now. My gosh, and, the, uh, the kind of the definitive the, tome, huh? The, yes, yes. And uh, part of our detour route is at a place called uh, Maple Hill, which uh, was an important apple-producing area, now mostly abandoned, but the apple trees are still there, and, and there will be one event where he'll be out in the field there, and they'll be working on, 
uh, Apple identification. Why did you decide on fermentation as, as a basis for an amazing festival? Well, uh, like I said, you know, we, we, we uh, began by thinking about the things for which Wisconsin was well known. But then uh, the, the whole process of fermentation became uh, a metaphor for us to explore, this controlled decomposition, uh, the, the transformative nature of, of fermentation, which we like to say uh, it uh, adds shelf life, dense nutrients, strong flavors, and in some cases, alter take with consciousness. <laughs> so we find that not only is it an important culinary process, but it's just an important biologic process and a, and a metaphor for transformation uh, personally and, and for a community. I mean, the, the, the breakdown uh, is inevitable, but if you can, under the right circumstances, it can be transformed into something even better than it was originally. So do you find that people are becoming more and more excited and looking forward to classes like this? Uh, yes, uh, so uh, we're having a, a new route this year. This is the fifth annual fermentation fest, and for the first four years, we had a route that ran north and west. You know, it was a loop that begins and ends in Reedsburg, and the, the original route uh, was north and west of, the, of, uh, of Reedsburg. Now we're running south, so we had to deal with a whole new set of landowners. And, you know, we're concerned that there would, you know, about the buy-in, you know, because none of this happens without the express participation of landowners. But from the very beginning, our first public meeting was in March uh, at, a, at a public library in Rock Springs, and we expected you know, maybe 10 to 15 people to show up. We had over 60 people show up to this meeting, hmm. uh, landowners who were not there to answer questions, or ask questions necessarily, but they were to tell us what they had already planned to do wow. uh, during this time period. Yeah. So the, the, the uh, community embrace gets stronger and stronger every year, and, and it's really, really one of the most wonderful parts for, for us, the planners, to see how, the, uh, how this uh, project has uh, grown in the community. You know, I've attended fermentation classes, let's say in the last year or so, and was uh, amazed at the number of people who participated with, with huge yeah. enthusiasm. And one of the thoughts um, and th threads of conversation that seems to run through these classes is the notion of, of food independence. Um, is that something that comes up when you're talking to people as well? I, I think just the, the whole uh, awareness of the quality and the source of our food is something that is you know, reaching the, you know, just the, the widest strata of society now. Uh, so I think, it, you know, one of the things that we hear from our friends uh, from back in New York is that, you know, they, this is the sort of thing that they want to learn. They, they need to know how to, how to can and how to preserve and how to ferment. And it's, the, you know, and so uh, this is knowledge that has always been active here. So, you know, people are, you know, back on the East Coast are trying to learn things that we've never forgotten here in the Midwest. Mm. And so I think that those, that really helps um, value that indigenous and deep and profound knowledge and, you know, creates a, a sense of value and uh, self-esteem is too weak of a word for it, but just the, the power of that knowledge that, that you know that you can put food by and, and get through the long winter uh, and, and survive, not I mean, thrive, not just survive. 
Vince, can you give us that definition of what a culture shed is? Most people, I think, understand what a what a uh, a, a watershed is. You know, a mm-hmm. geographic area that's linked by its surface waters. And when we began uh, learning about sustainable agriculture, learning and practicing sustainable sustainable agriculture, the the term food shed was gaining currency. And that refers to an area that seeks to become nutritionally self-sufficient as much as possible. And so some of the early projects we did uh, before we actually incorporated this Warm Farm Institute, we're trying to build on this local culture and and the attempt to become as culturally self-sufficient. So uh, how the history, human and natural history of an area can inform its culture. And so we don't have to look to the coasts, for instance, to, to receive mm-hmm. our cultural input, you know, what I call the baby bird model, where, you know, our beaks are open and pre-digested content is placed into our gullet. You know, we, there's, there's so much uh, unique human and natural history in this area that should inspire creators of all sorts, from chefs to scholars to artists and musicians, writers of all sorts, and, and we really seek to create the uh, environment where those things can thrive. Mm-hmm. And it seems that uh, when you talk about culture shed, you're, you're talking about not only the taste of the place, but the look and the way that the people feel within a certain geography, you know, how you feed and grow yourself within a certain place. And I think that is a phenomenal um, way to describe what's happening in in of course, in the Reedsburg area, but in other spots, I think, in Wisconsin. Is that something that you're seeing now, people kind of um, gravitating to the the reality of a culture shed? I'd like to think so. Um, I, I mean, the, the, the more we do this work, and, and you know, in the last few years, we've been able to, uh, to, to make connections with people around the country in rural parts of America who, who, are, who are doing similar work. And so there's there's some great things happening, and you know this um, um, John Eichard, the the, the great uh, uh, thinker from uh, Missouri, uh, talked about the the coming rural renaissance, and that was a, a phrase that we heard I uh, heard him speak years ago, and and that phrase really resonated with us, and so that was something that we I think actively attempted to uh, be a part of. Mm-hmm. And, and we do see more and more of that happening. I mean, what you're doing is certainly uh, a manifestation of that. And, uh, well, there's, there's another speaker we have, and I can put in one more plug. Uh, on the second weekend, there's a woman, uh, Rachel Reynolds-Luster, musician, folklorist, community organizer from uh, southern Missouri, on the Missouri-Ozark, or Missouri-Arkansas uh, border. They call the Mozarks. And <clears throat> she's doing amazing work down there. Uh, with food and and literacy and culture and youth, and she's going to be talking about uh, the sharing economy, which mm-hmm. is a, a phrase that's gaining currency, but it means something very different down there. Uh, where she lives in Oregon County, there are no jobs. Mm-hmm. However, uh, I mean people and people, you know, by federal standards, are living below poverty. But people live actually pretty well. Because even though they don't have money, they know how to produce food, they hunt, they build, they make, and then they share. So there's not a lot of currency that is changing hands, but there's a lot of value that's being exchanged. And uh-huh. I think that that's a really powerful concept. Could you please provide us again with uh, the, the website people can go to? Um, 
Um, the website is fermentationfest.com. The, uh, the, 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 the event runs from October 2nd to the 11th. Uh, it's going to be a beautiful uh, opening day. Last year we had sleet uh, on, on the opening day. So it's going to be in the 60s. It's going to be lovely uh, throughout the week. Um, food vendors out there, art is installed. People are probably starting to, it's early in the morning now, but I'm sure people are starting to appear out there. Uh, with their cameras and, and taking pictures. So I, I highly recommend they visit our Chamber of Commerce, which is the Detour headquarters, where they can get an orientation to the community and to the event. And if there's any last-minute uh, things to know about, they can, they can hear that, too. Well, thank you so much, Jay. I wish you much luck with Fermentation Fest. Okay, thanks very much, Sylvia. Great talking with you. Appreciate right. the opportunity. You bet. Bye-bye now. Visit my website, bronxtobarn.com to download this and past interviews, to learn about my farm, and to reserve 100% grass-fed beef. We deliver to Minneapolis and St. Paul, Minnesota. Thanks.